Riverside, San Bernardino Inland Empire, and listeners around the world. Welcome to the Truth Seekers Radio Show. I'm your host, Angeline Marie. Thanks for taking the time to join us. We're broadcasting from our flagship station, KCAA 1050 AM, the station that leaves no listener behind. If you're located in the Southern California Inland Empire, you'll find us on KCAA 1050 on the AM dial. And if not, you can find us streaming on kcaaradio.com or talkstreamlive.com. You can also hear our program rebroadcast on Liberty Works Radio Network at libertyworksradionetwork.com or on Red State Talk Radio at redstatetalkradio.com. And you can check their website for broadcast days and times. Also, you can find podcasts posted on kcaaradio.com to listen at your leisure. And don't forget, you can find out more about our show at truthseekersradioshow.com. Today, my guest is Suzanne Posel. She's the chief editor and investigative journalist of OccupyCorporatism.com, and we're going to discuss mortgage fraud, foreclosures, and the link to Agenda 21. Suzanne is the radio show host of the Region 10 Report. It's an alternative news show dedicated to exposing the elite and their plans to globalize our money, our governments, and our people and her program can be heard on american freedom radio thursdays from 1 to 3 p.m pacific suzanne began writing articles about the information she researched on the new world order the website occupycorporatism.com was born from her research discovering that everything is incorporated and that is a major part of the problems we face in our world today Welcome, Suzanne. How are you today? I'm good. I'm getting over a cold, but I'm good. (laughs) Well, we're sorry to hear that, but we're so glad that you're here today because this is a very important subject, and I'm sure there's a lot of people going through this right now, and that's really why I thought it was important to have you on the show. So I first uh, heard about you on another interview you did, and then I read your article, which is, by the way, very it's fantastic. You, it was well-researched and it did a great job, a lot of great information. And um, you talk about the PATH bill. So first of all, I just wondered, how did you get interested in doing this mortgage fraud foreclosure story? And then maybe you could segue right into exactly what is this PATH bill? Well, I have a, a my best friend is working in keeping people in their homes. She's an activist. Her name is Michelle Darnell. And she also, uh, for a time, worked with the Stephanie Law Firm in Washington State, uh, who are also good friends of mine. And they are working to keep people in their home and setting precedent in the court system in Washington State uh, right now. You can go to stephanielawfirm.com if you're in the Washington State area. Um, look them up. Uh, they have their cases up there. And so uh, Michelle brought this path bill to me and said, you have to write an article because this is one of those things that seem really nice. I mean, it's called path protecting American taxpayers and homeowners act. I mean, that sounds great, right? Yeah. We all need protection, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We all need more federal protection. We don't need our constitution. We need the government. Yay. And so when I looked into it and I saw what was going on, it reminded me of Gia Griffin's book, The uh, the Creature from Jekyll Island. Mm-hmm. 
It's the same thing. Folks, they keep doing it over and over to us because we keep buying it and literally buying it. I mean, how many people bought the iPhone 5S? Well, you just handed the NSA your fingerprint. So they don't have to arrest you to get your fingerprints. They got them now. And and how much does that phone go for? Like three or $400? Yeah, at least. <laughs> That's a lot of money to spend on your own tyranny. Right. So PATH is an incredibly uh, wonderful piece of legislation, and I, I use that term lightly. Um, it was uh, passed in the House Financial Services Committee, headed by Jeb Henserling, and he brought the bill to them, and uh, this is a way to create a sustainable housing finance system. Sustainable. That should be a key word. That word should make you cringe because that has to do with Agenda 21. Right. So they're on this outing together, and who attended this? Oh, it was great. It was a, it was a ski trip. They all met um, in April of this year, and uh, the people who showed up, those people also funded his um, Jeb, uh, his super PAC, his Jobs, Economy, and Budget Fund, and this was representatives from American Securitization Forum, um, representative from the Mortgage Bankers Association, Visa, members of retail industry and um, finance corporations, Capital One, Credit Suisse, PricewaterhouseCoopers, MasterCard, UBS, U.S. Bank, J.P. Morgan Chase, uh, Coke Industries, and I'll get into that because that has other implications. Cash America International. Every time you get that check advance, mm-hmm. these people are there. Uh, the National Association of Federal Credit Unions. Um, if we get a chance, we should talk about credit unions because I uh, just wrote an article about that. And a lot of people ask me, "Is my money safe in credit unions?" No, it's not. All right, but I'll get into that later. Okay. <laughs> and Suzanne, what's the current status of the bill? Do you know? It is scheduled to uh, be considered on the Senate floor, uh-huh. and so it's it's there waiting. The fact that it was um, approved by the uh, House Committee is, um, I'm sorry, by the uh, House Financial Services Committee is extremely uh, scary. And I'm sorry, I have to, I have to uh, correct myself. It's not the Senate. It's the House of Representatives. Mm-hmm. So Henserling says that uh, this plan, I quote, our plan helps taxpayers and homeowners. It gives power and control back to consumers. Yeah, right. Under the current broken system, unaccountable Washington elites have more to say over who gets a mortgage than your local bank. Well, yeah, he should know. He sat down and had a ski trip with them and had a good time with them. Uh, The current system is a government monopoly run by the same types of Washington bureaucrats who run the IRS. America can do better. Americans deserve better. When the people who are in bed with the technocratic elite are talking smack about the technocratic elite. Don't be fooled. They're not outing anybody. They're on the side of the banksters. So PATH has one little thing buried deep inside of it, and I'll just get to the meat of it. It's called the National Mortgage Data Repository. And this is the brainchild of the Federal Housing Finance Agency, and the Consumer Financial uh, Protection Bureau. 
And what this does, what this National Mortgage Data Repository does, is it legitimizes the MERS system. Now, the problem that the banksters had is they came up with this grand idea. Let's give out mortgages to people we know are not going to be able to pay their bills. Let's get these homes sold. Let's not only um, give it to people who are low income and have questionable credit, but let's also make sure that the paperwork when they go to pay their bills doesn't make it all the way through. Let's hold their payments. Let's uh, rack up a lot of fees and then let's foreclose on them. And with the mortgage-backed securities, people, not only uh, people who were paying mortgages outstanding, but people who had paid off their home 20, 30 years ago were getting letters from five different lenders saying that they were being foreclosed on by five different entities. Talk about changing your world overnight. I mean, Absolutely. Unbelievable. Well, so when they, when they go to court... Uh-huh. When, when a homeowner goes to court and they are fighting their foreclosure, what they use is the MERS system as their uh, point of um, of complaint. When they file the complaint with the court, the MERS system is completely uh, um, an illegal action. And it's the Mortgage Electronic Registration System. It was set up in 1995, and it is a private corporation. It's a database. And so the, on the board of directors is Freddie Mac and Wells Fargo, Citigroup, J.P. Morgan Chase, Fannie Mae, Bank of America. This is all um, a, a system made by the technocrats for the technocrats. And because there are no physical people signing these documents, it's robo-signed, mm-hmm. um, it's illegal. You need an actual person. The uh, trustee in the mortgage is usually working for the uh, insurance companies for the banks, or for the banks themselves, tied in direct, you know, indirectly or maybe a couple of degrees of separation. So that's a conflict of interest. And so these people are, who are fighting their foreclosures are winning in court because of the MERS system, because of the system that they set up in 1995. So the technocrats said, well, geez, okay, we're losing the homes that we wanted. We're losing the land that we were grabbing. And uh, we need to make this stop. So... They take uh, Jeb Henserling out for a weekend uh, trip for skiing and drinks and having a good time and hand him Path while they're there on the weekend. And he says, sure, this sounds like a great idea. And so he takes it to the House Financial Services Committee and says, we have to approve this. This this bill has to be passed because if if we do this, then we'll be protecting taxpayers and homeowners. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that sounds great. So they go ahead and they approve it to be uh, considered on the on the House floor. And we have this monster that says that the MERS system, which they're now calling the National Mortgage Data Repository, mm-hmm. is now a federalized legal system. And this means that the legal standing that homeowners have when they take these uh, banks to court over their foreclosures – is now gone. All right, Suzanne, we're going to take a break. Listeners, today my guest is Suzanne Posel, Chief Editor and Investigative Journalist of OccupyCorporatism.com, and we'll be back momentarily on the True Seekers radio show. (music) 
For thousands of years, people from the Brazilian rainforest have used the acai berry for its amazing health benefits. Now we've learned it's also an amazing weight loss supplement. If you're looking to lose 10, 20, maybe even 50 pounds or more, then the Ultimate Asahi Diet may be your solution. The Ultimate Asahi Diet is loaded with pure organic Asahi extract powder and other great herbs like hudia and green tea. You'll burn fat, control your appetite, and get an energy surge like you've never felt before. If you want to lose 10, 20, maybe even 50 pounds, order the Ultimate Asahi Diet right now. We'll even give you a free bottle when you order two, plus give you free shipping. Call 800-430-4147. Welcome back. You're listening to the True Seekers radio show. Today, our guest is Suzanne Posel, chief editor and investigative journalist of OccupyCorporatism.com. And we're discussing mortgage fraud, foreclosures, and the link to Agenda 21. So, Suzanne, so you're saying the NMDR, that National Mortgage Data Repository, is it's the same thing as MERS, but it's the new version of MERS. Is that correct? Did I understand that right? Oh, yeah. It is the federal government's version of MERS. Okay. So legal standing, which in court, when you file a complaint, you have to have a legal right to file that complaint. That is your legal standing in court. They have now removed that with this proposed bill. And if it were to pass, it's not passed yet. It's not signed into law. But if it were to be, that means that when you go to court and you say that my mortgage was illegally conducted under the MERS system, They'll say, well, we don't have the MERS system anymore. We have the National Mortgage Data Repository. They're the same thing, just under a different name. And therefore, the MERS system is under federal protection. It's legal. And the banks didn't do anything wrong. And people are going to buy this. I mean, they, they're they going to buy it hook, line, and sinker. And you were talking about um, how basically what you're saying is the elite overlooked the MERS, the, the lack of evidence that it held. They didn't know it was going to come back and bite them, basically, right? It's, yeah, it appears to me that they thought that, uh, that, that they underestimated that people would fight for their homes. Most people acquiesce and walk away. Mm-hmm. They've got all these other things going on. They probably lost their job. They, they, they've got other financial things going on. They feel like they can't do anything. Um, it's the bank, you know, everybody thinks you need a bank account. You mm-hmm. don't, folks. You don't. Mm-hmm. But everybody thinks that they do. And so when the big bad bank is coming after your home, what am I going to do? I'm just little old me. I can't yeah. do anything. I can't afford I can barely pay my mortgage. I can't afford an attorney. Nothing's mm-hmm. free. Um, the attorneys that are fighting in this litigation, a lot of them are doing pro bono work. But we need, to, you know, people need to get paid. And th- there's a there's a problem. The most people can't pay the $6,000 retainer it takes. And um, my friend Michelle that I mentioned earlier, she's trying to set up a, um, a coalition fund so that there would be money 
in, in a fund that people could apply for and help pay their, their uh, legal bills as they're fighting this or even get the, the whole ball rolling mm-hmm. because they can fight it in court. And a lot of people are winning the ones that do get to court. So this would just take that right out from under them, you know. Can you talk more about the conflict of interest? I mean, it seems like all the people that were on the board of directors of MERS are also investors. I mean, it's it seems really incestuous. Do you do you agree with that or? Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. It's it's like that all the time. It's like the Monsanto Act. It's it's like. Every piece of legislation, when you look at, at the um, the groups that are lobbying for this or the groups that help write these these pieces of legislation or the, the um, senators or House of Representatives that are uh, um, championing these bills all get kickbacks from the people that would benefit from this. Like the uh, SNAP program, they took uh, $39 billion over 10 years out of the uh, the SNAP program, the, the supplemental food. So people who are getting food stamps are either not going to get food stamps or they're going to get a lot less. And 101 million people are on food stamps right now. 47.3% of the recipients of food stamps are children. Wow. So there, and, and the people who uh, said that we need to defund these social programs, these people get kickbacks um, in, in the uh, six-figure digits uh, from Big Agra and all these other companies that, that just don't want to help out the social welfare. They want to remove social welfare. They're, they're uh, defunding social welfare, kind of weaning us off of it at a time when people actually need it. Well, how, how does this bill or how would this bill affect people that want to get a mortgage loan, people that were in a foreclosure situation, or people that are now in a foreclosure situation? Can you address some of those scenarios? Well, absolutely. The The, the problem is that it legitimizes MERS. So if you have filed a complaint, um, you have lost your legal standing. If you were to file a complaint in the future, you would have no legal standing to do so. And uh, those homes that won in, in, in court, the bank would then be able to go back in time and take you back to court and, and get your home back because MERS is legal. And that was the scariest part for me. That was the question that I had. I was talking with uh, my friend Michelle when she brought this to me. And I said, well, will they be able to take the homes away from the people who already got them in court? And when I asked that question, my phone, my cell phone connection dropped. And I had to call my friend back and we couldn't get through to each other. We tried four times. So finally, I uh, texted her and said, we'll talk about this later. Mm-hmm. And I knew that if I'm if I'm losing cell phone connection and I don't live in a place where my cell phone is uh, is compromised, you know, then they don't want me discussing this. Right. (laughs) You know, you explained it really well in another interview. I heard you called it the Jeopardy Clause and you were talking about the difference between civil and criminal. Could you go over that? Because the way you explained it was very clear and I think that would be good information to get out the jeopardy clause in criminal is uh, I'll use murder if you are indicted for murder and you are acquitted or um, 
found not guilty, they can't then turn around and come back at you for murder. That's double jeopardy. They, mm-hmm. they can't do that. So when they, when they bring a murder case forward, they make sure that they have all everything perfect because they don't want to lose the case. And civil has a version of the jeopardy clause that works much the same way as the criminal counterpart. In uh, jeopardy, which is the civil version, can terminate in four instances. Uh, in, during acquittal, after dismissal, after a mistrial, and on appeal after conviction. And so what this means is that um, the homeowner who previously won a lawsuit against the bank and kept their home would now be able to be under threat of the bank again to have the case reopened under new evidence arguments. And the new evidence would be the passing of PATH and the legalization of MERS. Bank of America could then come back and say, well, MERS has been legalized and they can take your home away from you. If you won your home with the first case on acquittal, after dismissal, on a mistrial, or on appeal after conviction, and, and that has to do with the, the uh, criminal version, but, the, but we're applying it to civil. So if your case was acquitted because the bank couldn't prove that they signed the documents through robo-signing, they can't prove that someone actually took their hand, took a, piece, a pen, and, and took it to the paper. So they lose. You lose. I mean, I'm sorry, the, the banks lose and mm-hmm. you win your home. And with path passing, they can then say, well, this system is legal. This system is federalized. And so I'm coming back and saying that the uh, acquittal or the dismissal or the, or the mistrial is now illegitimate based on new evidence, new evidence being the passage of path. So they can come back and and sue you again for your house. And after you've gone through one lawsuit and and you're still paying off bills from that uh, previous lawsuit, who can afford to go through another one? Right. Let alone the first time. Right. So in in the second time, if you're financially strapped, chances are you're not going to be able to fight and you'll lose your home. And that's what they're banking on. Mm -hmm. No pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Suzanne, I've heard you even say that people don't even know if their home has been paid off. Can you talk more about that? If your home was securitized through the MERS system, Uh look on the top of your mortgage note and there will be an 18-digit number. It will start with the letter M for MERS. You will know that your mortgage was securitized. And if you need more information, there's a gentleman who wrote a book called Clouded Titles. I cannot remember his name. His name always escapes me, but the book is Clouded Titles. He has a website. Go look him up. Um, He does radio shows, and he is is, um, available for communication through emails, and he can explain much better what to do once you you see that that you've got that 18-digit MERS number on the top of your mortgage note and how to proceed. Okay, well, we're going to go ahead and take our next break. Listeners, today my guest is Suzanne Posel, Chief Editor and Investigative Journalist of OccupyCorporatism.com, and we'll be back momentarily on the Truth Seekers radio show.
When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back. At the Debt Helpline, we're experts at helping you resolve your debt problems and become free of debt. We can help you pay off your debt and give you one lower monthly payment that you can afford. You do get to consolidate your payments. You only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five. If you have $5,000, $10,000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800-948-6817. 800-948-6817. Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-948-6817. Welcome back. You're listening to the True Seekers radio show. Today, my guest is Suzanne Posel, Chief Editor and Investigative Journalist of OccupyCorporatism.com, and we're discussing the mortgage fraud, foreclosures, and the link to Agenda 21. And Suzanne, could you give us uh, any other contact information? Or I've been saying your website is OccupyCorporatism.com. Do you want to talk a little bit about the radio show or give any other contact info? Well, my radio show is on a hiatus. Um, I just moved into a new house, Mm -hmm. so I had to put my show on hold. But you can listen to the archives on American Freedom Radio. Just uh, look under um, show hosts or put in the Region 10 report in their search, and you'll be able to listen to the old shows. Um, I do a lot of other interviews, um, so you can catch me anywhere. I'm on uh, uh, Lori's Talk News Radio on Sundays, um, 7 to 9 Pacific Time. Um, and I just kind of show up anywhere, but that's, <laughs> <laughs> well, I heard, I've heard you talk about, well, in the article, you were talking about the Jeb fund. What is that exactly? The, the Jeb fund is, uh, Jeb Henserling's, um, kind of like, uh, here, let me, um, it's his super PAC. So okay. people will uh, give campaign contributions to him through this super PAC and it's the jobs economy and budget fund. Cause this is his platform. And so uh, he takes money from all the people that I mentioned, they all contributed um, hundreds of thousands of dollars, which if you add it all up comes out to multi um, multi-million dollars that they put into his, his fund. But the, the path bill has implications in retail and also in energy. And MasterCard, um, those uh, check, um, the Cash America International and CheckSmart Financial that were there. Um, Let's say that you had a JCPenney card. Mm -hmm. I don't know if anybody still does, but (laughs) let's say you do. (laughs) And uh, you charged off uh, $300 or $400 a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. Well, MasterCard or uh, JCPenney's or whoever it is can come back after you and say, well, I'd like that $300 back. Okay. But God forbid you had tens of thousands. 
which most people do, you know, yeah, charge everything. Uh-huh. You got to have a good credit score. If you don't have a good credit score, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't even get a job. Actually, they're checking your credit score. Too. Wow. So yeah, they say that if you don't pay your bills, you're not responsible and you wouldn't show up to work. It's like, well, why would I need a job if I had loads of money? Exactly. Well, I mean, yeah, when you go to get a loan, you have to have uh, exorbitant amounts of collateral. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't need the loan. So let's tie this whole thing up back to the land grab and your agenda 21, because you had some good info on that. So this all goes back to just one big land grab, correct? Yes. Ben Bernanke calls it QE3, mm-hmm. QE infinity, infinity. And he just said that he's going to continue to, uh, to do the QE and what that is, is they're buying the mortgage-backed securities at $85 billion a month. They're buying the mortgage notes. The Federal Reserve is the biggest landowner in the United States right now because they are holding all of those notes that were securitized. And they are continuing to uh, accumulate more and more notes as they pay out to the banks. Yes, it's a bailout to the banks. But even bigger, it's a land grab. Now, for your listeners... Uh, we'll probably remember that in the 70s, a professor put together a, uh, a map of the United States indicating areas where non-human use, um, little tiny black dots on either coast where the megacities will be located. And how would they be able to acquire the majority of the continental United States? Through the mortgage-backed securities debacle, through the housing bubble that they created with the Federal Reserve acquiring all of those mortgage notes, every single note that they have in their hands is another piece of property that they own. And I want people to understand it's not just your neighbor down the street who is being foreclosed on. Every single piece of property in the United States at some point had a mortgage. Mm -hmm. If you're renting a house from somebody or if you're renting an apartment from a a company, um, Mm -hmm. if they don't pay their bills, guess what? Everybody goes out. And that was that was happening a lot. I knew people that were renting places and come to find out the the uh, landlord wasn't even making the mortgage payments. And it was a surprise to the renter. So that was happening. Yes. And it's happening a lot. It's also the farms. It's also it's any piece of property. You know, a lot of people get stuck on homeowners. And that that is um, that is directed information because they want you to think that the mortgages are just for homeowners. No, it's for everybody. If you own a, a, a piece of property and you have a business on it and the bank forecloses on the property, your business has to move. Where are you going to go if you don't have any other place to go? So you have to close down your business. You know, um, you – you were, I think you just wrote a recent article where you talk about something called Living Cities Project. And when I was reading that, I think it was you were talking about how victims of foreclosure could easily be entered into this pipeline for something that they were calling the Living Cities Project. And that just seemed to dovetail so perfectly with this foreclosure situation. Do you think there's a deliberate connection there? Yeah, the article is six things you need to know about the bankster takeover. And uh, that was part of another article that I'd written. And I was looking at 
what's going on with the the banking and um, reading a lot of articles that are coming out um, that my peers are writing. I I want people to understand the end game is Agenda 21. That's that's what they want. And so Living Cities is this great little idea that a bunch of banks came up with. J.P. Morgan, Morgan Stanley, the Ford Foundation, AARP, Bank of America, Citigroup, and the Rockefeller Foundation. And so Living Cities is a privately funded group that is going to help all of these families who are displaced by foreclosures. That sounds great. It's wonderful. Give them some place to live. Mm. Let's see what's available. Oh, it's all of these Agenda 21 shoeboxes like in New York. They just built 275 to 300 square foot apartments. San Francisco built 150 square foot apartments. Boston built 450 square foot apartments. Oregon just erected the uh, 267 to 385 square foot apartments. Is it going to be cheaper to live in a shoebox? No. We're talking about 850 to $1,500 a month. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) To live in a cell, to live in a four-by-tent. And uh, the Daily Mail put out an article showing these huge tw- uh, 20, uh, 25, 30, 40 story high rises in, in um, the lower income areas in Beijing. And they took aerial shots of the people inside their little cell that's as big as your bathroom. If you have uh, what my husband likes to call a one booty bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> And they, the aerial shots tell it all. These people have um, shelving all up on the walls. They only have room for a bed. They're eating on their bed. They've got a little um, makeshift stove that you would take to like a camping trip, and that's their stove. They that's don't have not it. living. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's not living. Well, what these people say for the shoeboxes is, come on, you're doing all your living outside your house. You're working outside your house. You're socializing outside of your house. You just need a place to sleep. You don't need all that room. <laughs> yeah. Well, in your opinion, so if, if somebody does have a paid-off mortgage and they say, well, Suzanne, I know I'm safe because I've, I've I own my home, what do you say to them if we're looking into the future with all where all this stuff is going? Are they really safe? Check and see if you've got that 18-digit number that starts with the letter M. If you do, you're not safe. Mm-hmm. You know, the um, when I talk to my friend Michelle, I ask her, how many homes have been foreclosed on? I mean, can, can I say that one-third of the property in the United States has been foreclosed on? And And she says, we have no idea. Those who are working in the foreclosures industry, keeping people in their homes, um, activists who are working with the lawyers who are are man enough to actually go up against the banks and uh, and win these cases, they have no clue how deep this goes. The assumption is every single piece of property will eventually turn up in this mortgage-backed securities debacle. It is simply a matter of time. Mm-hmm. And I don't say that to scare people. I say that so that people can be vigilant and look up things now. You don't want to uh, have the sheriff come knocking on your door because you thought that you were paying off your mortgage. You thought you were paying on the principal, but you never got to the principal because you've been paying all of these bank fees and all these late fees because they've been holding your your paperwork. Because when you go to remodify your home, they hold the paperwork for two or three months, and then the 
the uh, an hour before midnight when when uh, they're supposed to have been already filed, they go ahead and file it and say, oops, we lost it, but we found it and we filed it an hour before it was due. And, oh, your modification did not get approved. And by the way, people pay for that modification. There mm-hmm. are uh, – and, and people have to be wary. The, the modification process is a scam. And there are people in the foreclosures circles who have picked up on this, and they work with Bank of America. And be very wary of people in the foreclosure circles telling you remodify and everything will be fine. Mm-hmm. It'll cost you two or three thousand dollars, but it'll save you in in fees and um, attorneys' fees and, and and court costs down the road. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Don't do it. As scary as it is, find an attorney. Uh, like I said, Staffney Law Firm in in Washington State, um, and they they network with people all across the country. It might be that they can advise you with uh, an attorney somewhere in your area. Right. Um, but don't take the modification. Those people are working with the banks. They get a kickback. You pay three thousand dollars for that modification that doesn't go through, and that guy who uh, told you to go ahead and, and, and refi or modify your uh, mortgage got 15% for signing fee, okay? Mm-hmm. So he's making money off of you losing money and going to court anyway and losing your house. Unbelievable. It is. It's unbelievable. The, the people who uh, claim to be helping are helping the banks hurt us. And with everything that's going on, people really need to look into where they're getting their information, who they're talking to, and make sure that it is a credible source. The the thing that I do with my journalism needs to um, be done across the board for everyone listening to this show mm-hmm. um, and anyone who pays attention to alternative media in general. There is a lot. There is too much disinformation. There's not enough people who are sourcing documents so people can read the actual document and not just another article that mentioned that document. Right. And I try really hard to get those actual documents so people can read them and get the information that is actually going to help them instead of just directing them to a CNN article that mentioned it. And then you have to like uh, uh, copy and paste a title and, and look for it. And by the way, if you ever want to find – this is just a little hint for people who do do research um, for your listening audience. Um, anytime I want to find an actual document, I find the title of the document and put PDF at the end of the search. And um, nine times out of ten, I find the actual document. That's so a good idea. Uh huh. Okay. All right, listeners, today our guest is Suzanne Posel, Chief Editor and Investigative Journalist of OccupyCorporatism.com, and we will be back on the True Seekers radio show momentarily. There are three letters in the alphabet that strike terror in most of us. These are the three letters you need to avoid at all costs. I-R-S. If the IRS is coming after you for $15,000 or more in back taxes, you don't want to fight them alone. 
You need the help of the tax resolution experts at U.S. Tax Relief. They've helped thousands of people like you eliminate up to 85% of their delinquent taxes. If you qualify, U.S. Tax Relief can settle your tax debts for less than you owe, remove penalties and interest, and protect you from bank levies and garnishments. If you owe the IRS at least $15,000 in back taxes, call U.S. Tax Relief now for a free consultation and see how much money they can save you. Call 800-989-1694. Did you know a sugary drink contains around 200 empty calories per can? This is registered dietitian Jim White. It's no surprise, extra sugar means extra calories. This can result in weight gain, offering little to no nutritional benefit. Nutritionally sound beverage choices are water, 100% fruit juice, and low-fat or fat-free milk. Cutting out sugary drinks allows you more room for fruits and vegetables, whole grains, lean proteins, and low-fat dairy. This is registered dietitian Jim White. Visit eatright.org for more healthy tips. Welcome back. You're listening to the True Seekers radio show. Today, our guest is Suzanne Posel, chief editor and investigative journalist of OccupyCorporatism.com. And we're discussing mortgage fraud, foreclosures, and the link to Agenda 21. So, Suzanne, how do you, why do you think maybe the mainstream media, I haven't heard much of them talking about this much at all. Why aren't they touching this story? I think it's pretty important. Because the CIA controls the, the mainstream media. Um, that, that's, that's it in a nutshell. Um, you might hear something here and there. Yeah. Uh, when I look for, for news to write um, what's going on, I always look for something that nobody else is talking about or some uh, p- piece of information that came up in a search and then disappears the next day. I want to capture that because that is the information that people need to hear about because they, they do, they'll mention it because then they say, well, we did mm-hmm. CNN will say we did. We wrote this one article that was out for like 10 minutes and then we pulled it back, but we did, we covered right. it. Yeah. Do you believe that it's the end of property rights as the American people know them? Well, we never had property rights. Mm-hmm. If you pay property tax, you never owned your property. If you have to ask the city for permission to dig a well, you never owned your property be- to begin with. It's getting ridiculous, too, as time goes on. I you mean- can't have a watershed. There there are cities that have ordinances that, that say the, wa- the, the rain clouds, the, and the rain comes down over our city, and we own that. So if you collect that rainwater, you're going to be uh, arrested because you're taking money out of the city's hands. <laughs> so, so they own I mean, the clouds. <laughs> yeah. So what, I mean, what can the average guy do? It, it gets so frustrating and so overwhelming. And I can see where people, they just get so blinded with so much information. They don't even know where to start, even if they're in a situation like this. My answer to that always, and I've looked at this every which way and uh it's not a popular opinion mm-hmm. um because uh the alternative media 
is basically moving the audience toward a specific uh, response to everything that's going on around us. My uh, opinion is stop complying with the system. The system is based on your compliance. It's been set up that way. It's been set up to victimize and create slaves. The slave mentality is rife in our social consciousness. And we police ourselves. And, you know, they they do have the little see something, say something campaign everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> and on the city buses. And, and uh, when I take the ferry onto the mainland where I live, um, it says, you know, if you see something, say something. If you see a bag unattended, that could be a bomb. Oh, my God. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Stop complying with the system. If you don't like what's happening to you, if you don't appreciate uh, the um, ethics of the corporation, don't buy from them. If you uh, don't appreciate the ethics of the banking industry, close your bank account. You can survive without a bank account. I've done it for nearly a decade now. Mm -hmm. And I don't have a problem paying my bills. You know, in speaking, you mentioned credit unions earlier. So what about people that say, well, I'm part of a credit union, so I think I'm okay. What would you, because you said you wrote an article regarding that. Yes, I got an article coming out tomorrow um, on OccupyCorporatism.com about the the National Credit uh, Agency, um, N-A-C-U, N-C-A-U, I'm sorry. They are suing the banksters over the mortgage-backed securities fraud. And this is a federal organization that is much like the FDIC, Mm -hmm. which means that all of your credit unions, all of your independent, quote-unquote, independent credit unions that just pop up and they're they're democratically uh, run because it's a credit union, so everyone has a voice – they are backed by the federal government. They are insured by the federal government, which means that at the end of the day, the bank is going to go with the federal government over your opinion or your vote in the credit union. And people need to understand that. If credit unions are not as independent as they appear to be because they are federally funded and backed by the federal government. So my opinion, uh, no bank is a, is a good choice. Mm-hmm. No, no bank is a good bank. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what about? Have you heard now? This, I, this I never heard in the mainstream. I have you heard that China actually owns, like, I, I think it's in Toledo, Ohio. Like they own a piece of that city, and also in Idaho, it's like these little Chinese enclaves that are owned by China and they're Chinese citizens actually working there and it's ruled by China. Have you heard that? No, I haven't. But China has been given uh, special privileges through the Obama administration. They are given first right of um, auction through the uh, U.S. Treasury on property here in the United States, especially those homes that were seized and are on auction um, through the foreclosures. So they are purchasing an exorbitant amount of the foreclosed homes, foreclosed buildings, foreclosed businesses, foreclosed properties. They're just eating it up. Mm-hmm. And with, with uh, first right on, on the um, – there there is a uh, – it's kind of like a secret market. Before it goes on to the um, 
open to the open to everybody from the uh, U.S. Treasury. Um, Obama gave the Chinese government their own password into the computer system so they can see as it comes up, as these um, homes get put on, it's kind of like an MLS system. Oh my gosh. So they get to see what's coming up before it's, before it's officially on the market for auction and then go ahead and put a bid on it before anybody else does. Isn't it unbelievable how all this stuff goes on and we don't even know about most of it. It's just really scary. It is. But, you know, the sad thing is I think a lot of people don't want to know about it. Because when I talk to people about just the few little things I hear in the alternative media, they think I'm out of my mind. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. My my friends and uh, family who are not um, awake, they, they think that what I do is it's like a career and that I'm, like, successful, you know. Like, oh, my daughter is a radio host. <laughs> no, no, no. Did you hear my show? <laughs> Did you listen? You know, <laughs> did you read the article? <laughs> but it's like, it's either that or they say you're being negative. You know, you're a doomsday person. You're just being negative. Well, that's the that's the social conditioning, folks. Mm-hmm. That That's the policing. Oh, yeah, don't be a negative Nancy, you know. I get people sending me emails all the time. Why don't you write about something positive? To me, this is positive. To me, knowing what's happening to you instead of walking around going, why does this world um, uh, stink the way that it does? I wanted to use another word, but I won't. <laughs> but, you know, why is life so hard? Uh-huh. Why is it so terrible? Why why do people leave? Why, why, do, why do people get divorced so much? Why do, why do, why do uh, I don't know anybody from high school that I was such good friends with? And, and why do people move away from their families? This is all social conditioning. This is isolationism. This is uh, getting you away from your comfort base and your uh, your support base so that you can be more easily victimized. Mm-hmm. And we think that it's normal. It used to be normal that when your parents got older, they moved in with you and you took care of them until they died. Now you just send them to a home and let somebody abuse them and you pay them money for that. Right. And then you wonder why grandma is so um, depressed every time you go to see her. Because she shouldn't be living out the last few years of her life away from her children, away from her grandchildren, you know, the things that, that give her life meaning. She right. spent all of her life working hard to take care of you, and you stick her in a home because you don't want to be bothered. Yeah, exactly. She's an inconvenience. Yes. It's sad. We do that to each other. You know, we do that to our kids. How many times do we sit down and talk to our kids, like really talk to our kids and find out how they feel and what they think about what they're learning in the indoctrination stations? Or sending your six-week-old baby to a nursery school. That one I, I just I, – I can't understand. I made the de- the decision um, when my son was born. I have a son and a daughter now. Mm-hmm. My son was born. I just started teaching him things and, and more and more different languages, um, uh, learning how to read and write. Uh, when it came time for him to go to school, I went and looked at the, the different schools where I could send him in the curriculum. Mm-hmm. And I realized that he knew more than his counterparts would going into first grade. Mm-hmm. So I just said, I'm not going to do this to him. I'm not going to dumb him down right. or put him in a situation where he isn't challenged and uh, be told by the, the indoctrination stations that my son needs to be on a mood stabilizer in order to continue to go to school, mm-hmm. which a lot of parents are being told. 
so I homeschool both of my children. My daughter is about three and she, she sits at the table with, with me and my son while he's learning and she's learning just alongside us, you know? Good for you. Okay. Well, Suzanne, we're running out of time. So any, any, um, final thoughts on the path bill that you might want to leave the listeners with? Uh, go to the, uh, the, the article, the article's um, entitled New House Bill Wipes Mortgage Fraud Clean for Banksters on my website, OccupyCorporatism.com. And please click on the links and contact Jeb Henserling and all of the people on the House Financial Services Committee, whether or not you are their constituents, and tell them exactly what you think about them legitimizing an illegal system that will allow the banks to keep those homes, take those homes, and even take them from the people who have already won them in court. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thanks, Suzanne. Thanks so much for your time and this important information. Listeners, today my guest has been Suzanne Posel, Chief Editor and Investigative Journalist of OccupyCorporatism.com. And thanks until next week when we meet again. God bless.